Hey everybody, welcome back to Poem Peeps. We are very excited today. We have a brand new feature on this show that we're introducing. We are doing Rapid Fire Journal Club. So this is going to be quick five to 10 minute episodes along with an infographic describing the results and significance of some key trials, both in pulmonary and critical care. But we're going to start in the pulmonary realm because I think there is not a lot of discussion of the landmark pulmonary trials. And these are things that we think everybody should know about who's interested in pulmonary. And we will dive into critical care medicine as well. Christina, I'm really excited for this new feature. First, I'm so excited as well. And I'm just focusing on a kind of a five to 10 minute small bite of information that hopefully will stay with listeners. And I think it's a really cool concept. And again, excited to get started with some pulmonary topics today. And we're going to be discussing the National Lung Screening Trial uh, that was featured in the New England Journal of Medicine a few years ago uh, that we'll be going over. So first, why don't you take us um, through the background of this? Yeah, absolutely. This trial came out in 2011, the National Lung Cancer Screening Trial. And at that time, it was known that lung cancer was a high source of morbidity and mortality. It was also known that there were some screening techniques like chest x-ray or using sputum samples or biomarkers, but those different techniques had yet to show a positive benefit. So it wasn't clear who should be screened. There was also advances in CT technology then that allowed to have CAT scans, but with reduced radiation exposure. So this opened the door for more systematic screening using CTs. And so this study was looking at CTs versus x-ray for lung cancer screening. Awesome, Surf. And I know listeners are wanting to hear more about the study design and any kind of key points that you want to share from Absolutely. This is a multi-center randomized trial. They are looking at primary outcome of lung cancer associated mortality. The patients that are included, and this is very key because it is a high risk cohort. So a cohort that they think is going to benefit from screening like this, and it helps define our inclusion criteria going forward, are patients age 55 to 74. They've had at least a 30 pack year smoking history. And if they're, they have to still be smoking or if they're a former smoker, they've quit within the last 15 years. So this is a pretty high risk group for lung cancer, pretty heavy smokers and still actively smoking or with a close history within the last 15 years. They excluded patients who had lung cancer history, had symptoms that could be attributed to lung cancer, like unexplained weight loss or had a recent CT for another cause. And it's a huge study. So that 53,000 patients that are enrolled and randomized into these different interventions, which is screening with a CT scan using a defined protocol and radiologists who are trained to interpret these scans. And the control group is screening with chest x-rays and they get annual screenings for three years. And then the groups are followed for another three and a half years without screening in this initial design of the study. And then follow up on any positive findings is coordinated at the local level by those patients' physicians. Thanks for a really significant number of patients enrolled, as you said, over over 50,000. Anything else that you want to share or you think that listeners should be aware about as far as the interventions go? Yeah, I think the two big things for me is just that this is really using low dose T scans. So the average effective dose is 1.5 millisieverts for that they're receiving of radiation. For context, a chest X-ray is 0.01, and the average airline passenger receives about 0.04. But the basic CT scan is going to be at least double that. And so you really need to be using this low dose protocol so that we're controlling the adverse effects of getting radiation on an annual basis. And the second is I met 
mentioned it, but the scans themselves are read by radiologists that have really completed a rigorous standardized training. So this is not just a local CT scan and a local radiologist, and you're just deciding to get them. It really has to be within this protocolized intervention to have the positive results we see, and then also to minimize some of the adverse events that could happen. For bringing back the Millie Sievert, it's been a while since I had to remember that. Throwback to your radiation safety training. (laughs) For sure. Great. I know everyone's going to be wanting to know what are the outcomes of this trial, both clinical outcomes and any outcomes related to safety measures. Yeah, absolutely. So just raw looking at the outcomes, there are, first of all, higher rates of positive screening with CT scans than with chest x-ray, which I don't think surprised anyone, 39.1% versus 16%. A big thing to know about, and we'll dive into it with the takeaway points, but over 90% of the positive initial screening tests had a follow-up evaluation, and the vast majority of these are negative, right? So most of the stuff is false positive results. It's a small nodule that ends up being nothing. So 96% in the CT group, 94% in the chest X-ray group. When they look at lung cancers, they also see that the CAT scans increase the detection of lung cancers, not just of positive screening findings. So that shows that a little bit of proof of principle, you are finding more lung cancers. The relative risk of being diagnosed with a lung cancer was 1.13 with a positive confidence interval. And then the big thing is that the rate of death from lung cancer was reduced by about 20% in the patients that had the CT compared to the chest X-ray group. Now, deaths from lung cancer are still rare, 247 per 100,000 person years in the CT group, but there's a big reduction in mortality and it's statistically significant. And actually overall mortality is reduced as well by 6.7%. That's also statistically significant. So that is the big takeaway on the primary outcome. And then in terms of safety, no significant adverse effects from the screening itself at all. There there were some complications from diagnostic procedures that happened after the screening, say you needed a biopsy of a nodule, but there were no difference between the groups. And actually those were pretty rare, 1.4% for CAT scans versus 1.6% for chest X-ray screening groups. So really pretty safe to have the scan and then the diagnostic workup afterwards. Awesome, Ferv. And then we like to end everything with takeaways. So what are your major takeaways from this study? Yeah, I love this study. This is huge, a huge number of patients. It's very practical. It's people that we want to be helping out. So the big takeaways I have is that lung cancer screening does reduce lung cancer-related mortality in a high-risk patient cohort. So this is a patient cohort that we defined earlier that really has a high risk of getting lung cancer or relative risk. And it does this by increasing the detection of early stage lung cancers. So really, we know that late stage lung cancer is a very high mortality. Most of the cancers identified in this study were early stage. And so that's the benefit that we're seeing. The things to remember are that the vast majority of the lesions that are found are false positives, right? This is just a small nodule you see, a shadow on an x-ray or a nodule on a CAT scan. They need to be followed up. Maybe they need to be sampled, but most of them are not going to be lung cancer. And so it's really important to tell your patients in advance that there's a high false positive rate and that they know that they're committing to having a follow-up of that lesion. And this can cause a significant amount of anxiety for a patient. So you really want to do the counseling in advance. And I think the best lung cancer screening groups really have this down to a science of what kind of information the patients receive. And then the screening is safe. 
there may be diagnostic procedures afterwards. So patients should be counseled by that as well. And those procedures could have complications, but overall, those were pretty rare. I also encourage everyone, if they read this article after they read our summary or listen to our summary, to also read the editorial that came out with it. Really great discussion of a lot of different concepts of cancer screenings. Uh, we know that this study probably detected more lung cancers than would have been detected otherwise. And some of them probably would not have clinical significance, but this big reduction in mortality and the statistical significance of having overall mortality and lung cancer mortality reduced really is a testament to this screening process. So because of this study, we are screening patients who smoke and meet these criteria for lung cancer routinely. It is a recommendation from the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force and should be done in every pulmonary clinic out there. Awesome, Ferf. Thank you so much. So again, reviewing everything that we need to know in 10 minutes or less for the National Lung Screening Trial. And make sure to check out this episode and to check out the infographic. All right. Have a good day, everyone.